Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. The things in, in my travels, I just wanted to say, because I get to travel a little bit more. Um, uh, I saw Jay John, one of my favourite preachers in the world, the other night, and I'll share something from him in a minute about truth. But uh, a few of us went down to an apostolic conference in Melbourne for... Churches that want to hand their churches over to an apostolic team to run the church, which is, which is what we're doing. And uh, there's four or five quite key churches in the nation that, are, that have done that and are making that change and moving in that. And this conference was for churches who were interested in doing that to come and learn about it. And I was shocked when I got there because I thought, you know, 30 or 40 people, maybe a couple of hundred at most, but, you know, nearly a thousand um, senior pastors from a lot of churches around the nation going, we want to move in this direction. We're just not sure how to do it yet. So I wanted to tell you that to say, it just felt good what we're doing, sitting in that. Um, one of the things they said about apostolic anointing, I thought this is true for all of us. Um, one of the main roles of an apostle is to allocate. But I was just sitting there at the end of worship thinking, well, so in a sense, Mindy is an incredible allocator. She's always been good at that. And you know, the apostolic team that runs the church will be allocating. And, you know, the staff and the team that are part of that, they'll be allocating. And then you'll get allocated too, and then you'll allocate. And you'll make disciples, and you'll run your home group. I thought, everybody's allocating. Everyone's got this um, part in, the, in kind of the apostolic role, which, which I loved. Um, and I did want to say this. While Roz was off sick with cancer... <laughs> Mindy, for a few years, has been helped, quite a few years, has been helping state uh, exec, you know, train senior pastors in, in areas of church finance and, and other areas of compliance. Um, and they love her. So while Ros is off with cancer, they need someone, you know, to help out at state and be a voice in it. So they appoint Mindy as an ex officio member of the state executive. Not only that, she's helped national with writing policy. Um, and constitution and things like that. And I thought, don't miss <laughs> who God's given us. Like, Because some of you that don't know, I think, oh, there's just this young person that we don't know taking over the team. No, no, no. You've got one of the best up-and-coming leaders in our state and nation who's really highly regarded across the nation, you know, coming through with a great team under her, with a great team under them, and I, I, just, I just love it. Anyway... Just wanted to say all that. I want to preach on, I've just called it small coins. It's on the widow's might, which really interests me in truth. Because um, uh, a mite is about half a cent, or it's two, two half pennies. So it's a, worth about half a cent now. But Jesus said how she gave more than the others had given. And I had an experience like this. I was preaching in Pastor Willie Dumas's church up at um, Tweed Heads a number of years ago. And they took up a love offering at the end. And in the love offering, someone had put a bangle. So I went to the, I was intrigued. So I went to the person who'd taken up the offering and said, do you know who put the bangle in? They said, oh, yeah, a lady who's, who's doing it tough and doesn't have any money. But she said your sermon helped her a lot and she just wanted to put something in. So I found out who it was and I thought she gave me, you know, like the widow's might, she gave me, all she had. She gave out of her poverty. So I went and was able to give her all the money in my wallet. I said, I touch you, but you've touched me with your ability to give, and I've never given like that. I just want you to have 
all that I have on me at the moment. And we cried. And I thought, wow, it's just, I don't know, sometimes giving hits a thing that just is got this magical quality to it. Um, and, and I want to say this before I read the story. Donna really helped me recently, Donna Paul. And, um, you know, I'm gradually tidying up my, my garage and uh, my dad's old, if a photo can come up, his old, um, what's that called, Dan? And Donna's dad had exactly the same one. I remember the picture. Donna, can you believe how similar that your dad's that is? And they lived in different cities. I don't know what it, they must have gone to the same tech or something or had the same teacher. And I said to her, look, I'm tidying up my garage. I don't know what to do with my dad's toolbox because the men's sheds aren't interested. They've got too much stuff. They won't take anything. And I know it won't be valued. What did you do with your dad's box? And she said, we came to the conclusion that what was precious was the memory of it. So we were able to give it to another family member. Who, you know, duh, duh, duh. I thought, okay, I'm going to go with that. So... I know this antique place up the Hunter Valley where the guy's a really tough cookie that runs it, and I felt to take it there. And I'd been in there and said to him once, look, I, you know, I've got this toolbox, da, da. and he goes, I'd, I'd love to have that, you know. And I really wanted to get some money for it, so it was valued. Not to get money, just it was like my dad's thing was valued. And the Holy Spirit said to me really clearly, I want to teach you how to love with a no-returns policy. You, you need a bit of work in this area, Mark. You need to learn how to love and expect nothing in return. It was like, you know those moments he says that and inside you go, oh, this is, this is going to be a hard journey. Anyway, he said to me really clearly, ask nothing under any circumstance for it. So I took it up to the guy and uh, I give it to him. He said, oh, this is fantastic. Thank you. And he said, you know, what do you want for it? I said, look, I just really felt led not to ask for anything. He says to me, you are a gentleman. Here's $100. And I was, because I was going to, I'm going, no, 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 because the Holy Spirit said, don't take it. And the Holy Spirit goes, now it's okay to take it. You didn't, you didn't ask. He's giving it. And that's good for his soul. I went, wow. So now me and this really tough guy like best friends. <laughs> but it was, again, kind of a widow's, Widows might think there's some giving that just does something in you. And I, can I tell you one other one where I was bad at it? I'm in Melbourne with my daughter. You would have heard this before. Ellie and I go to Melbourne. We're having a meal at a Chinese restaurant one night and we'd walk past quite a few homeless people on the way. <laughs> Pardon my non-mindfulness here. So Ellie goes, can we get a meal for, for that homeless guy that we passed on the way. I said, yeah, sure, I'll get a doggy bag and we'll give them all the leftovers. And like my kids do sometimes, <laughs> they just kind of bang their head on the table and they're like, <coughs> she goes, no, we're going to buy a meal and give them a fresh meal. I went, oh, yeah, that's, yes, that's right. We're Christians and we're generous. That's how we should give. My kids catch me out sometimes, so I just have to go with it, I eh? Just learn. So we do. But you know how there's that thing in your flesh where you, if you're giving, pardon the expression, to a poor person or someone less fortunate, you kind of hope they're a really nice, less fortunate person, not a mean one. And I'm thinking, he's probably a really mean guy. And how do we know we're giving it to the right one? Like, this is my flesh. This is, this is not good. You don't want your pastor thinking like this. Nevertheless, I'm human. And I've got to deal with that stuff. So anyway, we, 
we give it to him and we went one way and we'd gone the wrong way and we came back. And when we came back, it was pouring rain and he's sitting in a little alcove sharing his meal with six friends. And I'm thinking, I'm not the Christian he is. I know, I'm banging my head on the table. Don't you get, do you find that sometimes? Like you think you're a Christian and you think, how did I miss it by so much, hey? But anyway, we learn. So let me just read to you what she does. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. So there were many lots of large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents, calling his disciples to him. So, mind you, Jesus does watch giving, which is interesting, calling his disciples to him. Truly, I tell you, the poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth. So he's not knocking that. He's going, tick, that's good, well done. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Um, the key is not getting a big head when you, when you give like that. Um, I heard Jay John say the other night, this is what I want to say, gee, he has good truth. He says this, the donkey that's carrying Jesus on Palm Sunday, he just kind of shows up, hey, Jesus on his back. He doesn't know who he's got on his back. And from his view... He's walking the streets carrying Jesus, but all the palms have been laid in front of his feet. He's the one walking on the palms and the cloaks. And he's, he, J. John reckons, the donkey's probably gone. I am so popular. This is just, this is great. People love me, you know. The rest of my life's going to be fantastic. He says, the funny thing is, you never hear about the donkey again. He goes, so what's our role? Our role is to carry Jesus and not be too conscious of how people are treating us. How good's that? And this is what I want to say. This is a thought I had with this whole message. Because truth, it occurred to me that there's like two areas of truth in life. There's our personal truth, which is kind of what's happening to us, whether being treated bad or good, our circumstances. Personal truth's a bit... Um, we're not always seeing life as it truly is. We think we are. But then there's kingdom truth, and that's why we're sitting here today listening to the Word of God, because it's bringing kingdom truth to us so that when the difficult self-truths happen, we've got better truth to lift ourselves out of it with. And that's why we pray in our Father, thy kingdom come. That's what we're doing. Sometimes thy kingdom come is us stepping up to it, not just, not just praying it down. And so I just wanted to look at some things about this. So first things. Just a couple of scriptures out of Proverbs on giving or helping, helping the poor. Just listen to them because I don't think you'll ever forget. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. That means the Lord gives it back to you. Wealth is, is Proverbs 28. Wealth is given to those who are kind to the poor. Whoa, quick. Let's all be kind to the poor, even if it's for the wrong reason. Wealth is given to those who are kind to the poor. Wow. So a poor person, when they give to a poor person, will probably end up with a better life and having breakthroughs, which I find interesting. He who gives to the poor will lack nothing. Wow. So we get this, this thing. So that, that one sparked this thing in me of, you would have heard me say, so when we give, it's not a pie. It's not, we haven't got a limited resource. 
We've got a river. We've, we, we flow with a certain resource from God. And when we help others and when we give and when we're generous and when we apply the kingdom truth, God increases our supply. I've seen that happen with Kent Hodge, who probably out of all the missionaries I know on the earth is the most fruitful and does the most amazing things. I remember 20 or 30 years ago being with him in England and they were, they were stony broke and trying to help others and were able to help them. And that was when our church started, started giving to them. It was a connection that, that Steve Blake gave. But now I watch him. Is it Nigeria, Dan? Kent Hodge? In the dangerous part, because southern Nigeria is largely Christian and northern Nigeria is very, very dangerous with Boko Haram and terrorists. And, and Kent has travelled in a vehicle with his Bible college principal beside him who was shot in the head and killed while they were driving. Like, he faces danger all the time. But he helps Muslims, Christians, whole villages. He now is resourced well. He builds dams. He builds schools. He has halfway houses for for people of other persuasions that get saved and want to become Christians so they don't get killed. I've just never seen resource increase on a person like that and he keeps running with it. Um, To whom much is given, much is expected. And so I think for you and I, there's probably some ways in which we feel poor and there's other ways on a world scale in which we're actually the rich (laughs) and much has been given. And the other thing... Uh, I remember Dan and I going to Vanuatu and we just took a whole lot of soccer balls not blown up in a pump and went, we'd play soccer in a different park every day because the kids used to kick rags tied together and we'd leave them with a soccer ball and they'd get so pumped. We, we had a number of soccer balls. But that was where his vision for starting a missions organisation to help underprivileged kids started. So, so that supply, like it's early days, but it has increased a bit. There's been some significant increase, but there'll be more because what are they doing? They're helping the poor. And it says, he who gives to the poor will lack nothing. So the, the supply gradually increases as, as we remain faithful. Jesus commends the widow. Um, oh, big point, first main point. We all have the power to contribute. The bangle showed me that. The the soccer balls showed me that. Um, Revelation. The empty wallet I had after I gave the lady all the money, the empty wallet blessed me. I'm flying home and I think, I feel so good having an empty wallet, like whoever thought that would happen. Just a thought. Don't think it's been empty since. (laughs) Tried to empty it, but he keeps filling it up. Um, That's why I think even our backyard uh, brings a blessing to the church because we're helping those less fortunate. So thank you for all those who volunteer there and, and make that difference. Because you do that, there's no return for you. And there's something pleases God in that, but I think he really blesses our church with that. In fact, someone had a prophecy over you. Was it, it wasn't Darren Bennell. It was at the... It was Chris Gleeson, um, the pastor at, at What Was Globe Church, which is now Hope You See Newcastle, had a word for Mindy. And he said, I've observed over a decade 
that as Macquarie goes, so the region goes. When Macquarie's healthy and powering, the region's healthy and powering. Isn't that an interesting word over our church? It doesn't mean we're better, but it's like God has this trust in us to do the right thing and pave the way. And a lot of other churches come and, come and learn stuff and go, we want to do that too because that, that makes a difference. The only other thought I had on that increased supply was, have you, have you experienced the loaves and fishes thing? You know, church life. So, you know, we do a lot of hospitality. But I learned this when I was a bachelor in Kev Brett's church. There were three of us lived in this house and we'd run out of room, uh, food all the time because we're too scabby to stock the fridge up. But what we learned was Sunday night, we invited back to our house, it was a little broken down farmhouse, anyone who wanted to come back and everyone would bring food. And the leftovers were more than what we, what we had in the beginning. That 12 baskets full thing, every time I hear loaves and fishes, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, pray the prayer of thanks, you know, give it to Jesus, I get that, but get onto the 12 baskets left over because we have seen that over and over again. We've had things at our house, you know, people come and bring food and we have food and we give food and we're trying to dish the food out at the end. Please take some food home with you. Because there's 12 and a half basketfuls. We, we, we don't know what to do with it. And I think that's there for you all to see when you, when you do that kind of thing. Just about finished. Not always an immediate reward. Ecclesiastes 11 talks about casting your bread on the waters to seven and eight, which means into different areas. And it says, after many days, it will give you a return. So some things there's an immediate return, like my dad's toolbox. But thanks for that piece of wisdom, Donna, because I probably should give you the hundred bucks, really, shouldn't I? Um, uh, after many days, I will give you a return. So sometimes it's instance, but a lot of time it's not. It'll, it'll just wash back in at the right time in God. Um, just to challenge us all, a couple of quotes. Charles Spurgeon says, Do good to the unthankful, the evil and the careless and the obstinate. It's never in vain. It's like, you know, no returns needed. <laughs> Brian Simmons, be merciful to the guilty, gracious to the unworthy, kind to those who mistreat you. Wow. 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 Because here's a thought J. John said the other night. When Lazarus is getting raised from the dead, Jesus said to Mary, Get them to roll the stone away. In other words, I use people to do my bidding. I'm, I'm just not going to command the stone. I went, I went, you get them to roll the away. She goes, no, he stinks. I'm thinking, you'll stink if you don't do what he says. <laughs> not really. But she does it, and there's no mention of him stinking when he comes out. So the thing you're afraid of or the response of people that you're afraid of when God gives you something to do and obey you have to believe that the stench is taken care of you might cop a little bit of flack for it but it'll end up being okay or it'll turn around to your favour and thank God she ended up obeying and, and stenchless Lazarus came out of the tomb it was the other thing he said notice he just called Lazarus out. They didn't unwrap him first. It's like, it's like this lesson of don't wait for people to do it for you. You've got to get up yourself sometimes and just keep going forward. 
It's really important. So, why I shared all my bad attitudes at the start was because at the end I've got, what are the small coins in your life? What are the things we need to give away? Or maybe, what are the stones we need to remove? Like with Ellie, I had to learn, no, give a fresh meal, not a second-hand one. Last thing, Corey Turner, uh, the pastor of this church in Melbourne that put on the Apostolic Conference said, you cannot have a move of God, you know, in a church or in your own life on your terms. You only get a move of God if you let go of control. So there's been those times where I've, where I've been in the lesser position with no power to have an influence, but I had to just follow God believe God we had to go for this church to happen from a church of 800 that were helping to run to a church of 20 with it with a massive debt it was it was just nothing that made sense my parents had just freaked them out um, there was nothing that made sense but we knew it was what God wanted us to do we didn't know it was going to be fruitful we just thought maybe he doesn't like us much and he just wants us to have a tough life <laughs> But if that's what he's bidding, we're not going to complain about the stench. We're just going to go and be faithful and see what happens. And thank God he had these beautiful people that came alongside and have helped us along the way, which today is, is you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Father, we just choose to um, let go of control because we'll see so much provision, so much increase in supply. We'll see the desires of our heart begin to be fulfilled as we let go of control we just love kingdom truth we're not always good at it but it's great to keep learning it god a kingdom come in jesus name amen god bless you thank you for listening we hope you have enjoyed this message for more information please visit mccroylifechurch.com.au